0: Our special guest this morning is the chairman and CEO of Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett. And Warren, we've talked about a lot of things this morning. We've got briefly your thoughts on the markets, but there's been a lot that's happened in the markets since the last time we sat down with you. Uh, volatility is back in a big way, and that has the average retail investor kind of questioning what to do at this point. It's, it's scared a lot of people. What, what do you think is happening right now just in terms of the return of volatility? Is it something to be worried about? What's causing it?
1: well if you own stocks like you own a farm or an apartment house, you don't get a quote on those every day or every week and anything you look you look at the business and, and the value of American business depends on how much it delivers in cash to its owners over between now and judgment day and and i don't think it changes in ten percent in the in two month period if you if you're looking at, at it as a business now you've got anything can happen in markets i mean anything can happen in markets and that's why they don't ever borrow money against securities that the uh, markets don't have to open tomorrow. I mean, they, they, you can have extraordinary events. So uh, I think to some extent, you can get some of the instruments that people don't understand very well that have a, a lot of firepower in them. Like and the, the volatility con, index they can and things that are yeah, tied to that. The idea of people taking a position, and they're gambling. They're not investing. Nobody's investing when they buy you know, some supercharged index on, you know, on how the VIX does or something like that. They don't need it in their life. It's an unnecessary in- instrument. Now, you know, they will create instruments that the, the public will buy, and, and you can just count on that. Wall Street's been doing that for since they met under the Buttonwood tree in 1792 or whatever it was on the exchange. So, but if you're investing, if I'm going to buy a half interest in a McDonald's stand and you're going to run it, or McDonald's franchise, and you're going to run it, I look to the business to determine whether I made a good investment. And I'm, I'm concerned about you know, whether we have new competition, how we do over the years, but it's the business I look at. When you're just looking at the price of something, you're not, you're not investing. I mean, if, if, if you buy something, Bitcoin, for example, or some cryptocurrency, uh, you're not looking to the asset itself to produce anything. If you buy an apartment house, you're looking at how the apartment house does. If you buy a farm, you're looking at the farm does. If you buy a whole business, you're looking at how the business does. If you buy a part of a business, why shouldn't you look at how the business is going to do? Uh, but people get charmed by by lots of action and the fact that things are liquid and all of that. And it does have repercussions back into the market when you get something like you know an ETN arrangement on the, you know, supercharged on the VIX, I mean, where you can lose ninety percent of your money in one day. I mean that really doesn't belong with the word investment I mean it, it it's just it's a gambling uh, form of activity. Although
0: you've said yourself you, you talked about this in the annual letter over sure. the weekend and just even at the top of the show where when you look around for a business that you want to buy you can't find any attractive Levels. However, when you're looking at equities, you do see that as a good place. The Berkshire has been a net purchaser of equities this year um, in 2018, and that's because you like the th- deals that you're getting in the market.
1: You can buy small pieces of businesses for less than you can buy whole pieces of businesses. For the premium
0: you'd have to pay yeah. if you were buying the whole yeah. thing.
1: so you get a bargain as an investor compared to what I can get in terms of buying the whole business. And it, it, people. If they just think of stocks as pieces of business, they 'd be so much better off than thinking of those little things that move around in price and 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 I think with Berkshire, we have an unusual number of people as shareholders. who just look at Berkshire as a business they look at it as a savings account They put some money in twenty or thirty or forty years ago. We retain it and reinvest for them, but we're we're their savings account and and uh That's the way I look at my own stock. That's the way Charlie looks at his stock.
0: Part of the reason that you've been so bullish on equities for many years at this point is the interest rate environment. You've looked at interest rates and said interest rates are gravity on stock prices and when interest rates are so low, stock prices inevitably are going to climb. There's been this really weird thing that's been happening in the markets where all of a sudden good news that we got from a good jobs report made people start to worry that interest rates were going to climb and that the Fed was going to raise rates more than anticipated. Uh, People got really nervous around that and you can still see it every time we get up on the 10 year back towards 3 percent. It gives investors or at least traders I should say some concerns about what's happening how, how do you kind of you a
1: bond that? if you buy a 30 year government bond it has a whole bunch of coupons attached in the old days it does now it's so electronic but it has a whole bunch of coupons the coupon says 3 percent or whatever it may say and you know that's what you're going to get between now and 30 years from now and then they're going to give you the money back what is a stock A stock is a a the same sort of thing it has a bunch of coupons it's just they haven't printed the numbers on them yet and it's your job as an investor print those numbers on if those numbers say 10% and most American businesses earn over 10% on tangible equity if they say 10% that bond is worth a hell of a lot more money than a bond that says 3% on it but if that government bond goes to 10% it changes the value of this equity bond that in effect you're buying you are buying when you buy it and it's in General Motors or Berkshire Hathaway or anything you are buying something that over time is going to return cash to you maybe a long time in terms of Berkshire but it'll be bigger numbers and those are the coupons and it's up to you your job as an investor to decide what you think those coupons will be because that's what you're buying and you're buying the discounted value it that uh, and the higher the yardstick goes and the yardstick is government bonds the less attractive these other bonds look that and, and that's just fundamental economics. So in 1982 or three, when the long government bond got to 15 percent, a company that was earning 15 percent on equity was worth no more than book value under those circumstances because you could buy a 30-year strip of bonds and guarantee yourself for 15 percent a year. And a business that earned 12 percent was a subpar business then. But a business that earns 12 percent when the government bond is 3 percent is one hell of a business now, and that's why they sell for very fancy prices.
0: So 3% is a long way from 15% that Absolutely. you were just talking about. But, but it, I
1: watched it go from 3 to 15, though,
0: too. Right. Is there an inflection point on that way? Because people think, oh my gosh, we've gone from 2.4% to 2.9%, that and that's much. a big difference. That's not so much. Historically speaking, that's still the way we should be measuring these things, not on, the, not on the absolute movement or the percentage gain movement over time.
1: 2.4 to 2.9 is nothing if you're comparing it with businesses that earn 12% on in equity and reinvest. And the S&P, you can just look at the figures for decades, has earned on tangible equity. It's earned a lot more than that, and it t- translates into more, higher prices, than it should.
0: Is there a tipping point along the way, or is it a gradual decline in, in terms Nobody of Nobody knows,
1: sense. yeah. But it's, it is gravity. I mean, if, if you told me interest rates were going to be 15% next year on long bonds, you know, it, uh, I'm I would, there's a lot of equities I wouldn't want to own now, and I would I would I would buy a lot of governments at 15, and I kind of wish I had it in 1982, but I didn't.
0: If I told you that the long bond was going to trade at four and a half to five percent next year, it
1: well. makes a difference. But it's been idiotic to own long bonds uh, during the last, You know, I talk about this in the report in terms of our It's just been idiotic, and. Big public pension funds and all that—they sat there and they own bonds. Now they may have bought them on a four or five percent basis, but if they go to a three percent basis, they're selling way above par. Uh, uh, the uh, the way people think about it is, uh, they do some very silly things.
0: I mean, you lay this out in in the annual report, but a lot of investors are told, retail investors are told, that they should have a certain percent of their portfolio in bonds. Maybe they're told sixty forty, maybe they're told seventy thirty stocks to bonds. That's something that you should do, and that's the safe way of doing it. What are they missing?
1: Some people should not own stocks at all because they just get too upset with price fluctuations. If you're going to do dumb things because your stock a stock goes down, you shouldn't own a stock at all.
0: (laughs) No, I (laughs) mean, what what are dumb things? Selling a stock? Yeah, selling a
1: stock because it goes down. I mean, if if if, you know if 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 you buy your house at twenty thousand dollars and somebody comes along next day and says I'll pay you fifteen, you don't sell it because the quote's (laughs) fifteen. You look at the house or whatever it may be. uh, but some people are not actually emotionally or psychologically fit to own stocks. But I think there are, more of them would be if you get educated now on what you're really buying, which is part of a business. And the longer you hold stocks, the less risky they become. Whereas the longer the maturity of a bond, the more risky it becomes.
0: Do you feel like that's a message that is getting through to people? It's one that you repeat again and again. And I, I always feel like I was watching a lot of the Olympics and I felt like what they do in the Olympics is so easy these guys sailing through the air and doing massive spins on the ice and turns and then I read your annual letter and I think oh it's really easy to invest and then I walk away and realize it's not that easy it's not easy psychologically for
1: many people but I've been I've been teaching since I was 21 I taught my first class on investments and I had a class last week with with uh, 11 schools 220 students and And some of them get it and some of them don't. People would rather gamble. I mean the idea that you can double your money in six months, that that's just going to it's why people go to the races, why they go to Vegas, you know, whatever it may be. They 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 even know the odds are against them, and they still do it. I mean it's a strong instinct to want to get rich fast, and I don't know how to do
0: it. Joe has a question that he'd like to ask too. Joe.
1: Buffett, you haven't tweeted since April of two thousand sixteen, man. Is that true? I didn't really tweet that. I've I've got, I've got a friend that's tweeted about seven times. You got no follow. You uh, you follow nobody. You
2: you 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 know here, Warren. You were coming on Squawk Box this morning for three hours. It would kill you to say I'm going to be on uh, Squawk Box for three hours and tweet that out uh, as a favor (laughs) to to Becky and me. I mean, make me an offer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have never actually uh, tweeted myself and I don't really know how to do it you know? and I don't know how to look up somebody else's tweets but I would still well you look I've at when you look into a very it maybe life.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm going <laughs> to tell you something more and I, I, I Becky over the weekend I was I was trying to figure out I mean I, I get so irritated that I don't need it you know not not from people sending but, but now from looking Twitter? at what other people are tweeting and retweeting I get I get irritated, and I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. figure out a way to still get the info that somehow sometimes I get but just without me being actually part of it—is it? Is it part, if you got a way I, I can do, I, but then I'd still be following these annoying people. Lobotomy? I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. you know no. If we go,
1: if we go to the final game, <laughs> if we go to the finals of the NCAA, and they are together in these great seats, I'm gonna deliver for you. Yeah. Because Creighton's in it. God, uh, hope i I will have you tweet for me during. The game. Oh, I mean, you be can careful
0: t- what you offer,
1: Warren. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how would you like the keys to the castle with that? You'll be the designated tweeter.
1: There's, God, there's but a I, lot. I've never read a tweet. I mean. I'm,
2: you know what? I'm taking Creighton and Xavier right to the. Now I'm really going to be rooting. Uh, you know, I but, love it. Becky, I love I, it I unblocked someone today that appealed to me uh, through email, <gasps> and I've never done. I had to figure out how to do wow. it, and, but it's on a probationary uh basis um, at the board of discretion of the uh, or at the stress, discretion of the board but i i've never done that before so Some, someone, yeah, someone got yeah but someone got back in but, so you get to do things like that if Warren, you come on you- war I'd
1: rather read 10Ks. <laughs>
0: right, okay. You don't realize how dangerous that offer is you just made because Joe and I have joked around about getting a hold of somebody's Twitter account or their their information when they leave it logged onto a screen that we sit down at. The things that you can tweet out or the things that you can so dangerous, so dangerous. Well, people have
1: pretended yeah. to be me on yeah. both Facebook and Twitter. I mean, have uh, you
0: guys gone after the people? We, who...
1: we did it for a while. It's just there's just so many of them. it's hope,
0: kind of hopeless. <laughs> Every time you stamp one out, yeah, exactly. Pop up. Exactly. Yeah.